Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. It is great to be back in Phoenix. Had a great trip out to Wyoming. Uh, went to college out there, so it was a great time out there to see everybody and do little things with the um, high school football teams out there. So great to be back. We have a great show today. Uh, a lot of good guests today. Got an old friend of mine. Went to college with um, Theo Ratliff. Formerly plays with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. So we hear about what the Lakers going to do this upcoming season. Hear a little about the lockout, what's going on in the NBA, and then hear a little about Theo. What's going on with Theo? You know, a great friend of. Very good on and off the court, you know, do a lot of things for the community. So it would be good to see that. Um, see how he's doing, you know, everything. Well, everybody out there know the NFL, the lockout is over with. So that's a good thing, you know. You you get tired of hearing, you know, what the owner's doing, what the player's doing. But it's good to see that they came to something, you know, a resolution to what's going to happen. It's a lot of money out there with these guys, you know, so. It's great to see. I know the fans are great to have, you know, football back, you know. Uh, a lot of team changes, you know. Um, players changing teams, you know, which is good, you know. We got to give a little shout-out to the Philadelphia Eagles, you know. They're going to have a great season this year. You know, a lot of you Cowboy fans out there, you watch out for the Eagles, you know. I know a lot of people out there thinking, you know, the Cowboys better than the Eagles. But, you know, we know as far as the Eagles going to go over these Cowboys. So all you Cowboy fans, you know. Don't get too happy this year. Uh, we'd like to talk about um, a couple of players that's changing teams. You know, we got Donovan McNabb that's uh, supposed to go to the uh, Vikings. So I think that's going to be a great pickup for the Vikings, you know. They had Brett Farr, you know. Brett was a great quarterback, you know. Not, don't don't get it wrong. Brett was great. But it was something that Brett couldn't lead that team to where they need to go. You know, and I think Donovan would do that, you know. He won't take as many chances as Brett did, you know. I think Donovan's a more of a quarterback that, you know, don't like the spotlight that much. You know, they got a great team already, you know. You got Adrian Peterson, the running back, Sidney Rice, a receiver. They got a great defense. So I think Donovan will be more of a um, a guy that's be sit back, you know. You already got other leaders on there. So I think he'll sit back and let the other stars do what they got to do and he just be – what do you have to do? Just get the ball to receivers, hand off, and don't make mistakes. So I think for that, I think the Minnesota Vikings will win that division this year. 
you know. I think they beat the Bears. The Bears, you know, just, you know, they lucked out last year. So I think I got Minnesota winning that division. You know, and for the other division, you know, we got the Cowboys. We were winning the East over there. I mean, not the Cowboys. Listen to me, you know. Please, please take that off. You know, it won't be the Cowboys. The Eagles beating the Cowboys, you know, in that division over there. And then, as you know, your Cardinals, um, they're supposed to get Kevin Cobb, you know, quarterback from the Eagles. You know, that would be a great pickup for the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are just a quarterback away from, you know, they already won their division because that division is so weak over there. But the quarterback can put them in another in a playoff to win another game in the playoff. So I think they're going to be coming along pretty good this year. You know, um, Seattle was pretty good last year, but I think Arizona Cardinals is a little bit better than them talent-wise and coaching-wise. So that's going to be something to see. That division going to be really good this year. And then, as you know, we got to go on over to the other side as the Jets. You know, everybody on the Jets, you know, they just signed a receiver, sent Tanio home, so he's back, you know. I don't know why all you Pittsburgh fans released him, let him get away. But the Jets should come strong and win that division over there. We're looking good. And then I know a lot of Pittsburgh fans listening today, Pittsburgh will do nothing this year. So I know a lot of you fans out there hating me to say that, but Pittsburgh will not do anything this year. You know, you got Ben, you know, everybody won't say it, but Ben getting married. What for, Ben? You know, so I know uh, a lot of people out there, you know, thinking the Pittsburgh going to win their division and go on. But Pittsburgh is totally changing to where it's going to be that team. They have to break that team up and almost start all over, you know, getting rid of some players and starting over with new players. So Pittsburgh, I see Pittsburgh winning eight games this year. No more. No less. So I know some Pittsburgh fans listen to me right now just saying, yeah, whatever, whatever. But hey, that's how it is in this this world of sports. So um, New England, New England should do what they normally do. You know, they win games that they shouldn't win. So they end up beating a lot of teams over there and getting to the playoffs. So New England, you know, it's New England. You know, you got Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks, that seems to pull out games that they shouldn't win. So that's going to be really good for, you know, New England to get them back to where they are. Miami need a quarterback, so, you know, they're looking to get Cal Orton, so they could get him or they could get another quarterback. Miami will be okay for the playoff, but after that, one game in the playoff, they're done. So it's going to be a good football season. A lot of teams could be a little surprised at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay should be, you know, like they did last year. You know, if they could get a couple guys like a receiver, like maybe Plastico Bears, you know, they would be good for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a great team. A young team is coming up. And another team I'd like to talk about, I don't think all your listeners would would agree with me, but Detroit Lions is one of those young teams that's going to be a sleeper. They had a lot of games last year that they lost in the last second or a bad call, you know, but... They're going to be the sleeper team. You know, there's one of those teams that's going to sneak up on everybody and, uh, you know, and surprise people. Watch. They're going to surprise people. And, you know, I don't, I don't see playoff, but they're going to be some teams that, you know, teams going to come in there and take them lightly and end up losing. And then after they lose that game, you know, that might be a game that put them in the playoff that they should have beat Detroit. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see how Detroit does this year. So. 
Uh, what's the other teams out there? Washington Redskins? Nothing, you know. They got rid of Don Van, the coaches. You know, I just can't believe Shanahan, you know. He was a great coach with Denver and all the other teams, but I don't know what he, he's planning on doing in Washington after that thing, you know, control, you know. So I don't see Washington winning more than seven games this year. So it's going to be good, you know. They got that problem with Hainsworth, you know, money. He don't want to play there, and they still keep him there. If a player don't want to play, you have to let them go, you know. Let them go to wherever they want to go, you know, and suck it up, get rid of that money, you know, they have on there, and just let them go. What a team we got, teams we got the Giants. Giants going to do what they normally do, you know, win games. You know, you got um, Manny. Uh, I can see the Giants coming in second behind the Eagles, and then you have the Cowboys, so. You know, Giants could be right there, you know. They'll make the playoff in that division. Cowboys won't make the playoff, so it'll be the Giants and the Eagles in that division. So Giants will be all right. Uh, what other teams we got? We got um, New Orleans. New Orleans, great team still. Um, they're looking to get rid of Reggie Bush. So if they get rid of Reggie Bush, that's going to take a little bit of offensive threat out of there. So they still make the playoff, be a great team because Drew Brees and they got great receivers, and they got a great defense. So that's going to be one of the teams that, you know, you still look to. Might surprise you or end up, you know, coming up and, you know, might even, you know, go all the way. So New Orleans, great team. Um, the other team that uh, we got out there, Carolina Panthers, we got the new quarterback, Cam Newton, you know, he's – He's going to be young, so they're going through the process of um, having a young guy and and um, having a young guy on the team and bringing that thing. I was told I need to start smiling, so I'm going to start smiling and doing all this and that, you know. But Carolina will be a great team, be a great team. They're coming young in a few years, young quarterback, you know, they starting to do, got a new coach. And everything will go good for them in a few years. So I'm glad to see that they starting to get that program back on track with everything. Um, you know, just just different teams, you know. just seem like um, the same old teams every year that's going to do the same old thing. Um, you know, everybody has their teams that, you know, look good on paper. But on paper, when they get on the field, you know, don't seem to always win the games that you think they're going to win. So... You know, I can see my prediction for this year would be, you know, I got to put my Eagles in there in the uh, Super Bowl. And then if I go on the other side, I have to go to the, I have to play the Jets. The Jets are, um, you know, they got a great team on it and got a great coach. Um, and they're keeping the team together. So I would say the Jets and the Eagles, that's my prediction. Started right now. You heard it from me. James Loving, Loving that sports talk. My prediction is Jets and the Eagles in the playoff, in the Super Bowl. No Cowboys, no Pittsburgh, no New Orleans, no New England, Jets, and the Eagles. And, you know, and, and football is just, is just back. It's a, it's a fun sport. Everybody glad that it's back. You know, it's fun to see that all the players are happy with what they got, with this new agreement. Owners are happy. The fans are happy. So, you know, everybody rev up to you on the hot wings and the chips and the, um, everything. And football's back. And the beer and whatever, you know, you do for your, your tailgate parties. And let's get ready to play some football, you know. Everybody get your team, get your picks, and 
get your fantasy football and get all your, your bets in and let's do it, you know. Well, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, uh, when we get in there, we'll get about basketball. Uh, basketball, NBA is going into a lockout like the uh, NFL did. They got a dispute with the player's contract, you know. My point is the owners make so much money, you know, it's just unbelievable how much they try and short the players. And what the players always try and get out of it is more health benefit after they're done playing. You know, former players after they're done, they don't have all these benefits that they have when they're playing. And players are trying to get in that contract that give us this insurance, you know, after we're done. So all these injuries that we're getting, we can take care of them when we're not playing and we don't have the money to, you know, go out and pay for the health insurance out of pocket. So I can see the players' point in that, you know, and then, like, football contracts are different from the NBA. Fo- NBA contract, the player contract is guaranteed. They guarantee their money no matter what. NFL contracts are not guaranteed their money. They got to make the the team, the roster, you know, to be guaranteed their money. So there's a difference with that with the NBA and um the NFL, so, you know, maybe when we get Theo Ratliff on the line, we can have him talk a little bit about that, a little bit about the lockout, what's going on, and, and if he's going to be back with the Lakers next year. He'll be glad to see, you know, the Lakers come on. I'm not a Lakers fan, but, you know, I, I know Theo, and, you know, by him being on there, I could be a Lakers fan for a little while. But, you know, more of a Chicago Bulls fan, so. We get his insights on that and his insight on how he has been in the league. He's been in the league for 16 years. That's a great, that's a great career. You know, if you get 16 years in the league, you're doing something right, you know, on and off the court. So definitely, you know, we hear from him and, you know, see what it is and cheer this little show up and cheer myself up. You know, Michelle told me to cheer up. I sound down. So, you know, just, just excited to have, you know, my guests on that's coming on and everything. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. And after a break, we're going to have Theo Ratliff of the Lakers on. So this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and then we'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind join host former philadelphia eagles and cleveland Browns strong safety ray ellis on voice america sports every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans perspective tune in every tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. 
is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, you might got a great guest is on the line and, you know, great things he have done on, on the court and off the court. And I'm glad to be a project to know him and be one of his friends. And, you know, and Theo Ratliff, are you there? Yeah, I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you today? Yeah, everything good, man. Well, Theo, you know, just get a listen to a quick thing where you went to college and, you know, a little, a little bit of summary about yourself real quick. Say again, man. A little quick summary about yourself. Where you went to college and then where you played? I went to college, uh, University of Wyoming, four years. Uh, got there in uh, 91, finished up in 95, and ended up getting drafted 18th pick, Detroit Pistons, uh, and just kind of moved on from there. Uh, played two years in Detroit, and then was traded to Philadelphia, went to Philadelphia. Uh, played four years in Philadelphia, made my first all-star team, my sixth year in the league, and ended up breaking my wrist and getting traded to the Hawks and, you know, just kind of moved around. I mean, I can go on and on about the different teams I played for. I played played for nine different teams. So. <laughs> I have a, a long resume. And you're forming now with the Lakers, right, Theo? Yeah, formerly just finished up with the Lakers this year. All right. Well, Theo, let's jump on right into it. You know, I'm going to have a little do-use later for you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> but, you know, I have a lot of young listeners out there. What can you tell them about, you know, how your career, you did so many years in there. What can you tell them? What can you do? Like the workout habits, you know, like from working out? And, you really, know. It's, uh, it's about dedicating yourself. You know, I, was, I mean, and, and loving what you do. You know, basically, I was a, I was a basketball fiend. From probably sixth grade, you know, up until now. <laughs> I mean, I I lived and drink just, you know, basketball all the time. You know, and it's about just dedicating yourself to to working and disciplining yourself. You know, I had a, a certain discipline about myself where I knew I had to make sacrifices when other guys were trying to go out to the clubs and and doing everything. My focus was trying to get better as a basketball player, so I did that. And it paid off for me, and I have a lot of my friends that, you know, did do the things that I was doing, and they were calling me, you know, and, oh, you don't do nothing, you just play basketball, blase, blase, while they were going out to the clubs. But now they tell me, man, I should have been doing what you was doing. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's the type of result that you get when you set your mind on something and you have a, a goal in mind and trying to get better at it. You can't let any outside forces stop your uh, progress, and that's basically the, uh, the approach I took, you know, um, with basketball. 
Well, Theo, isn't that hard? Like when you, like, say you're in college, you know, when you're down at the University of Wyoming, and everybody going off, partying, isn't that hard for you, like, peer pressure to, for you not to go out there? And then everybody said, man, he's just a square line. How do you, I mean, just put yourself to saying no? Well, I didn't, well, I didn't say I'd never party. Basically, <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is, you know, you have to make the sacrifice. You mm-hmm. can't do it all the time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a little fun here and there every now and then, but you got to know where, where your where your mind is and where your eye is at all times. You know, my, my intentions when, when I went to college to get to the NBA, you know, yeah, it would have been a great dream to be able to reach the NBA, but, you know, I was one of the lower guys draft, uh, being, uh, being recruited out of high school. Mm-hmm. I was a kid that was 6'7", 160 pounds. You know, that's not NBA material. Right. <laughs> so, so it wasn't that wasn't my mindset. My mindset was to go to college, try to get an education, and try to use basketball to be the best that I could be. You know, I tried. To, I tried to do what I could as far as to make myself to give myself opportunity to be able to get better, to possibly be able to continue to play basketball after I was finished with college. You know, and it worked. It worked out for me. You know, and that dedication and hard work. And seeing the things that I needed to work on, dedicate myself to the weight room, dedicate myself to to getting in shape, the proper shape, and different things of that nature, it paid off, and it gradually it was a gradual process throughout the four years. I grew every single year, knowing got better, got bigger, got stronger, and it got to the point where okay, now people are looking at me. You leaving the country in block shots, you know, every year, four straight years. You, you leave, I mean, for three straight years, you leave. You know, you end up second all time in shot block. Mm. I mean, when you're doing things like that and your resume is, you know, is on like that, then you have the professionals start to, okay, let me take a peek at this guy. I know we don't see him that much. He ain't playing against the ACCs and the Beefs and all that. But at the same time, he has a certain knack for being able to play defense. And that's something that, you know, I always hung my hat on is just to be able to go out and be an aggressive defensive player because I know that's not a job that everybody wants. Everybody wants to be the Michael Jordan, the score, and the Kobe's and everything of that nature. But I wanted to be that guy that was known for defending and blocking shots and helping my teammates, you know, things like that. So well, that's the approach that I took. Theo, uh, another question is you say you worked hard to, you know, do what you do to get there and all that. Like I tell all my listeners before my show, I did that when I was with the Eagle, but then when I got there, I relaxed. Did right. you ever do that in your career? Like, you know, you say I made it and you relaxed. Did you ever do that? No, I, I, don't, I don't think I did. You know, um, it, it, I think, you know, I've had a, a few injuries in my career, so I've always had to fight back. And, um, Relaxing wasn't something that you know that I I tried to do. Um, it's like I said, it takes a certain mindset. Once you get there, you set the next goal, and the only way to reach that next goal, the only way to get better, you know, when you see these guys like Kobe and D Wade, and you see all the highlights and different things that they do, that's not just because they just naturally talented and doing those things. Of course, they have a natural talent, but at the same time. They have to, in order for them to reach that highest level that they can reach, they have to put in so many hours away from just the team with practicing and preparing their bodies and different things of that nature. You know, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes 
with preparation that people don't see. If they, they just see, like, okay, they go to practice for a couple of hours and they're done. Mm-hmm. But these guys doing homework, studying, seeing different things, learning tendencies of different teammates, uh, diff- different teams, and, you know, just constantly having your mind 100% concentrating mm-hmm. on that, on the game and concentrating on basketball in order to try to reach that ultimate goal, which is the championship, which mm-hmm. is everybody's goal. And like I tell a lot of fans, and you know, I tell people, y'all don't know, y'all just see the players out there all them. But there's a lot, like you say, you're looking at the play, looking playbook, looking at right. film. The the fans don't see that, do they, Theo? And the hard work, like uh, pl- players after practice working on. Do oh they no, no, they, they 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 definitely don't see that. They don't see the guys, you know, doing the extra sprints and dedicating themselves to just all season, you know, workout, you know, getting trainers, different things of that nature that they just they're doing to try to get better at their, at their craft in order to help their team be a better team and ultimately get to that ultimate goal, which is winning a championship. And if you give your 100% and you give 100% effort and dedication to whatever it is that you do, even if you don't make that ultimate goal, you can still be comfortable with yourself and how you approach things and how you You've done things, you know, just throughout your life. It's, it's that that's not just about basketball. That's just about life in general. Well, uh, Theo, is it, is it is it wrong for me to say that the young kids, you know, coming up, is it okay for them saying to come out and say, "I want to play pro ball, basketball, pro football"? Is that okay to say for them to set that goal at a young age? I, I don't think anything is, is wrong with that. I think ultimately, you can you can have that aspiration. You know, like I said, I, when I was growing up, of course, I'd love to be able to say, oh, I want to be able to play NBA basketball, but I know how far fetched it is, how hard it is to get to that level. You know, so it's just about you dedicating yourself and setting smaller goals. Yes, that's your ultimate goal, but you want to set that goal where, look, if I ain't on the junior high team, I need to make the junior high team first. <laughs> you know, right. you understand what I'm saying? Right. You got to have steps. In your progress, and that's basically how I approach everything. You know, yeah. Um, my first approach was to try to make the high school team. You mm-hmm. know, my first, my sophomore year, I got cut. I didn't even make the team, mm-hmm. but that just made me dedicate myself that much more. I'm not going to stop. I'm, I know I can play. I know I can. I can do this thing. I know I just got to get a little bit stronger. My skills got to get a little bit better, and the only way I could do that was to practice. And I took that same approach. Every single step I made, from junior high to to high school to to college, and into the pros, you know that that's always the mindset I have. I know I got to get better at doing something in order to be able to be that starter. You know, I'm coming in at the 18th pick. I'm not getting any, any burn. Right. You know, with the Detroit Pistons, I got to dedicate myself to coming in in that summer, letting them see me, let them see how hard I'm working. You know, see how dedicated I am in order to to excel myself, to be able to get in a position where I'm getting playing time. And they recognize, oh, we got a hard worker, and he's going to be good. He might not be as good as I want him to be right now, but he's going to be a guy that's going to work, and he's going to get to that level where he's going to be, you know, one of the top guys in the in the NBA uh, right. in whatever, in whatever uh, case it may be. So that, that's the way I approach everything. 
Theo, I have a question. Theo, what what separates a player like you that said, you know, because Michael Jordan, he got cut from an eighth grade team. When you get cut and don't make it to make you work hard, then a player with all the talent and goes through playing and thinking they all that and don't work as hard. Isn't that a difference? Because the ones who get cut put their mind to, you know, because when everybody, when I was going to say, you ain't going to play pro ball, you ain't going to pro, and that made me work harder. Right, right, of course. Yeah. I mean, dollars always create success. Mm. You know, I think everybody that has succeeded has had dollars <laughs> yeah. in some form or fashion. You know, and that just makes them, gives it, fuse, their, fuse their fire to try to get better at whatever it is that they do. If you don't, then you're just going to lay down and you're not going to be successful. But for my, from my standpoint, I can talk to anybody in the NBA. They would say there was some point where something was said or something was done to them that they felt like they had to give that much more in order to prove to themselves and to prove to that person or whatever it was that that was said about them to prove it wrong. You know, and you can go down the line from the from the greatest to the last guy on the bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that that's just a, it's a commonality. Well, Theo, when we see the the Kobe's and the you out there block shot and defensive player of the year and all like that, right? That that's something that it's a hard work, right? I mean, it's something that you, nobody just saying, oh, they're just talented. But like you say, you work to do that. Now, how is it like when you you come against a uh, when you play against a Kobe? Do you, you you do you prepare harder or do you, you know what I'm saying? Well, you better. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, you go, you go get a damn to you, you know, you go get one of them eighty or them sixty-one games, right? You know, I mean, when they when you playing against greats like that, Michael Jordan, I, I saw Michael and played against Michael Jordan in the prime of his career when they was winning seventy games. I mean, and that was somebody you you knew when you faced him, you already knew you was losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, was he that good, that Theo? Was the I mean, it wasn't just us. It wasn't just my team, you know, because, I, because we had a young team. That was anybody that was playing against them. Right. I mean, they they felt, no, we can't beat these dudes. They too good. Because that's when they were blowing everybody out, you know, winning 70-something games and losing 10. I mean, you when you have that type of a chemistry and that type of a, a team thing going on, you of course you want to. You want to try to, you, when you come into the game, you feel like, oh, we do this and we yeah. not let Scotty get off or not let B.J. Armstrong hit three. Right. <laughs> we might be able to beat him, but then Mike come out there and get you 50. you <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well, I mean, we let Mike get a little bit too much. Yeah. So, uh, you know, next time we got to, you know, try to at least cut it to 40. <laughs> right. You know, so, I mean, it, 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 it's just, uh, you know, Things that you have to do, you know, when you approach playing great teams and great players, you know, that you're going to definitely do your homework. When I, when I faced Hakeem Olajuwon and, and uh, David Robinson, you know, my idols growing up, who I emulated, right. you know, I'm like, I know I got to do my homework because I didn't watch them my whole career. I know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> I know what they can do. So in order for me to make a name for myself, I got to have success against those type of guys. And, you know, one of the best comments I, I ever had as a player was when I was playing against Akeem Olajuwon my rookie year, and he was telling me to slow up. 
because you know because I was going too fast and, and, <laughs> and, and you know I was all excited and then Ricky just going crazy like a right. wild deer and he was saying you're, you're going to be a good player you just got to slow down a little bit right you know once you slow down and you understand the game a little bit better then I mean you're going to reach heights you never I mean you never dreamed of I mean and that's and when you have those those type of guys make comments about different things like that you know that's what that's what your career becomes about. You know, those are the things that you remember as a player. Well, what we're going to do, Theo, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to ask you about playing against the uh, the Wayne Wade, the Kobe, on how that is, like you were saying, the team. So what we're going right. to do, we'll take a break, and we'll be back with Loving That Sports Talk. All right, well. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the. Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest, Theo Ratliff of the Los Angeles Lakers. Theo, you didn't leave me, did you? Loving that sports talk. Catch your name right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Theo, you know, I know you got a short time, but I'd like to get you. Well, you know, you see all these players on the court. You know, I know Michelle Zach. She loved Michael Jordan, you know. Right. But um, do they really talk trash like that? Do we see them like a player like you say when Michael scored 50 on you or Dwayne, you know, they dunk on you. You know, is it really trash talking? 
Oh, man, is it? They don't stop talking. <laughs> Especially, you know, Michael Jordan was the... If you listen to his Hall of Fame speech, that's how much trash talking he did. <laughs> he don't he don't stop even when he retired. He still talks every day. I mean, I I remember um, when I first got traded up to the Bobcats uh, last year, uh-huh. and you know, as soon as he walked in, oh man, look at look at what it, man, what them shoes is you got on? <laughs> what you doing with them Jordans? I mean, what you doing with them Jordans on? You gotta be able to block a shot or something if you go you put wearing them joints. You know, just right. he just always that's just his personality. He's a very correct, charismatic guy. You know, with a great personality and always joking around. Kobe, he's, he's the same way. He's constantly talking. I'm gonna throw some names out there, and you know, you tell me right. how they were. You know, he did bad. Dwayne Wade. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne don't talk too much. Dwayne's just a smooth, laid back cat. They're just going to, you know, just go to work on you. You know, he's not going to say too much to anybody. Oh, Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne, who about, uh, like I said, Elijah Wan? How was he? Yeah, another guy. Akeem, uh, uh, he's he not going to say too much. He's just going to give you the, you know, the, the, the patented fadeaway and the, the, the layups and, you know, the defense and the whole nine. You know, he he, he didn't have a whole lot to say. No, you're naming a lot of quiet guys. Oh, quiet. Well, you tell <laughs> me which back guy. Well, tell me which one was the noisy ones. You play against LeBron. I play. Yeah, I play against LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. He do a little talking. He ain't do too much talking now. That he was in. Uh, I think they put a muzzle on him a little bit in Miami, but <laughs> in <laughs> Cleveland, he was. You know, they had the dance routines, and the, I mean, they were clowning from from the start of the. Of the game to the end of the game. You know, if you watch some of those games, they were in Cleveland. So, but uh, yeah, LeBron do a little trash talking. You know who I thought I always thought was crazy, and I thought you know was Dennis Rodman. Oh, Dennis? Yes. Believe it or not, Dennis Dennis didn't really talk a lot. He didn't. Nah, he just had them certain antics. You know, where he, he did a lot of little off the court stuff and. Up to get a little press time because I mean he's, he's a rebounder. He was, you know, had a little gimmick, so to yeah. speak. <laughs> he didn't do a lot of trash talking. Uh, let me say this, you know, because I know in football, you know, I know basketball. When I play basketball, you know, when we used to go down back to Wyoming, I used to play against you. You know, my jump shot, you know, Theo. But oh, we ain't, oh ain't going to talk about that. You remember back <laughs> in Half Acre? Oh, you mean what shot? It's all world. You all world. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that back in Half Acre? But I ain't going to bring that up, Theo. Come here. I'm not going to bust you all back in Rex. <laughs> you know, but, you know, those are my days. But, but anyway. Right. Do do players talk trash to get another player's head to throw them off their game in, in basketball? I know in football, when I'm going against the defensive back, he's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, I'm going to knock you off. And then those are receiver out. Do they do that in basketball, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. You have some of the classic guys used to do that, you know, with, like I said, Michael Jordan, that Larry Bird. I mean, uh, you name it, Kobe. All the all the greats, they they constantly Gary Payton is you know one of the notorious ones, right. you know just to try to get in your head and talk talk to you a little bit, and but at the same time they're getting your numbers, so it's making you you're making you feel a certain kind of way. Right. 
Is there, tell us one of your, your great games you can remember or something you did, a block or, you know, or just. just um, I think it probably was, uh, I would say the Indiana Pacer game, like the playoffs in uh, 2000. I think Indiana was, you know, they had, I think that's the year they went to the finals and everything and they had them losing, but uh, they had a Rick, Rick Schmidt and Dell, the Davis boys, mm-hmm. you know, Mella, Mark Jackson, and, you know, we was just a young Philadelphia team just trying to get established, you know, just got to the second round of the playoffs, and, you know, everybody was just talking about how much the Bears was going to dominate, dominate, dominate the game. And I think I ended up having like 26, and we ended up winning the game. And, um, you know, everybody had a great game, and we did it on their floor. And, you know, it just gave us a little, gave us some confidence to know that, you know, even though we were supposed to be an overmatched team, playing against an overmatched team opponent, uh, we were able to, with defense and just will, to be able to win that type of game. Theo, when did you when did you get your confidence? To say, okay, I belong here in the NBA. Did it take you a year in the NBA or first game, or when did you get that confidence? Say, you know what, I am. You know. Well, um, I think you know I felt I belonged there from day one. Okay. You know because like I said when I, when I when I got there I I thought everybody would have the same type of skills and stuff that I had. Right. You know, as far as being able to play defense, block shots, you know, everybody was, you know, just constantly working all the time. But when you got in there, it was like, you know, you had certain people (laughs) that worked a lot and certain people had certain skills. And I felt that because I was able to play defense, I had an advantage over a lot of guys because I always had that intimidation factor. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, being a shot blocker, being a defender, you always got the intimidation factor. No matter who you're playing against, they always looking for you. And that was the asset, and that's and that's one of the reasons why I've been in the league as long as I've been in, because I've always presented that factor, you know, on the teams and you know, and different things of that nature. So what you saying? Well, you you had your mindset to you gonna play great defense. That's how you're gonna get in there. And then you said your offense, you worry about that. That'll come with the defense, right? Well, of course. I mean that that's if, if that's what um, if that's your calling card. If you're a great passer, if you're a great uh, dribbler, or yeah, I mean you're you're a great shooter. Whatever it is, that's that's what you're known for, and that's what a team fits you in as a piece of. This is. This is what your job is basically supposed to be, you know, and that's really why, ultimately, why I got drafted in the NBA is because of me being able to block shots, playing defense, and having a certain upside to be able to get better, and them seeing the steps that I took each each time I progressed each year and got better and better and better. That's what makes teams gravitate to you and want you. Mm. And that's I mean, and like I said, that's with any job. They look at your track record to see how you how you done throughout your career, whatever career it is, and they look at how you progress as a person. 
if you're staying the same and you doing just, you know, regular work, you're not going to get that promotion. You know, they're not going to be looking for you to bring you in to elevate you because you basically just stay at one level your whole career. So, and that's, that's the way I see it. Did, did you see yourself um, progressing each year, getting better, like doing maybe, like you say, even blocking more or scoring more points? Did you see yourself, you know, did you work it like saying, okay, I'm going to block 10 shots more this year? It really just worked, worked myself to understand the game, mm. understanding the game better, you know, understanding position. You know, there's, there's a lot that goes into, you know, being able to play defense and play, being able to play offense. Um, it's not just about how good your skills are. You still have you have to know different angles. You have to know what it is that you're looking for, and be able to anticipate certain things that's going on on the floor to be able to be a good player. If you look at guys like Kobe, LeBron, all these different guys, they already see the play. They know where they're trying to get to before the play even develops. Mm-hmm. They they feel like they they can see where the defender is going to come. Or you look at a great defender, they anticipate where the offense is going before the offense even gets there. And that's a Bruce Boy and myself, a Ben Wallace, a Dennis Rodman. If you look at how we play, we always know exactly where the ball is going or where the, the offensive guy is going, and we beat them to that spot, you know, which creates a certain presence right. you know, as far as for your team on the floor. You know, offensively Andy. Well, Theo, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Um, great, but we got one minute left on before we take a break. Go ahead and um, tell a, a young listener out there listening something that you like to, you know, say to somebody that's listening coming up. Well, it's, um, like I said, it, it's all about, you know, one thing my mother always say, say it to, to us, my, me and my brothers growing up, is she didn't care what it was we tried to be. If it was a garbage man, uh, whatever, whatever it is that you try to do, try to be the best at it. And the only way you can be the best at it is you work at it. If you ded- dedicate yourself to it, and that's what you know, I try to present to all the guys, campers, kids that I speak to. Just try to be the best at whatever it is that you decide you want to be. And if you try to be the best and you work to be the best, you can look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I did, and I've tried, you know, as hard as I can, and. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be successful. Well, thanks for coming on, Theo. Yep. You know, I owe you one. Keep doing what you're doing. No problem, man. Got to give you some love. All right. Just the loving. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Theo. All right, man. All right. Theo Ratliff of the Los Angeles Lakers, and um, this is James Lovey, hosting Lemon Talk. Sports Talk, we'll be back. We got Ryan Cassell online. We'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Loving, host Loving That Sports Talk. I'd like to thank my guest that was on the show, Theo Rallis of Los Angeles Lakers. And you know what, guys? This this young man I've been trying to get on the show for a long time. He's been busy, great guy, great DJ, just no sports. And you know, this is the type of guy that I like to have on the show that be like get me going and you know know so much about sports and you know. So I like to introduce all y'all, Ryan Cassell. You there, Ryan? Jimmy, what's going on, my man? Oh, all right, all right. Thought we lost you. Thought we lost you. Yeah, yeah, I'm popping in and out. How's everything out there in Arizona? Well, everything's going good. How's everything in Chicago, Chi-Town? Hello? Am I losing them? Okay, well, I guess I got me talking until we get Ryan back on. But, you know, i uh, like to thank Theo, all that he said about, you know, the players, you know. And like, and like I say, you know, when I played football, there was a lot of trash talking with the great players and um, I figured Michael Jordan was one of those that talked a lot, you know. But, you know, like they say, if you could back it up, you could talk it. So, you know, once he back it up, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, um, Kobe Bryant, you know, I'm sure it was amazing for Theo to play with all these great players. And then for him to be great himself, you know, he's a great player himself. So, you know, it's great to you know see him, how hard he worked. And like we like to talk, tell all the listeners out there, you know, it's how hard you work to where you're going to get in life. You know, like you say, on the court, on the football field, or whatever, off the football field, off the court, you know, at a regular job, how hard you work, that's that's where you're going to take yourself in life, you know. So we got Ryan back. Jamie, I'm back, man. Sorry, in Chicago, all these uh, skyscrapers are messing up my signal or something, but oh. we're all good now. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Ryan, well, go ahead. I'm going to let you take it over. I was telling everybody, you know, about you, and, you know, let's let's jump into sports. You, you know, I got a question for you. You got a question for me, you know. What's going on? Is football back with, you know, with all the players happy and all like that now? Now we got a lot of players, Donovan going to the Vikings. What's going to go on with this? Yeah, now it's kind of to the point where um, all the millionaires are done arguing with the billionaires. We've come to some kind of uh, agreement. But I think now it's just kind of a scramble with everyone uh, discussing 
contracts and trades, and it's uh, the deadline is really going to be the big issue right now. And do you see like all these new players, like you know, Dominic going to Minnesota? I think Minnesota. Well, let's start with that. Dominic going to Minnesota. You think Minnesota is a great team? I think they are. What do you think, Ryan? I think they are. And you know, after Donovan's season last year, you got to think he's going to be hungry. I mean, he obviously didn't have uh, anywhere of an Eagles type season. You know, when he was uh, QB over there. But uh, I think you know he might be a good fit. And plus, you know, Minnesota's got a lot of uh, talent surrounding him. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll just say that. Before we start with other other teams, what me and Ryan's going to do, listeners out there, we're going to have a Ryan. We're going to do a question and answer show, right, Ryan? Oh, you People know call it. in and me like what me and you doing right now, Ryan. We're going to do like what we're going to have guests call in and we have them ask questions and we're going to answer. We're going to ask them questions. So we're going to start doing that, right, Ryan? We're going to get together, me and you, and start. You know, so. So we're going to do that, right? Am I wrong right, bro? Absolutely, my man. It's going to be good. We're going to get our finger on the pulse of America, and everyone who's listening, just kind of see how they're feeling about sports, and then we can give our two cents. Right. So we're going to start doing that, you know, call-ins and all like that we're going to be taking. But let's get back to it. All right, what about my Eagles, Ryan? We got got, um, Vic, and then they talk about um, signing Brett Favre. What do you think of that? Well, Brett Favre just can't make up his mind, first and foremost. I mean, you know, he is a Good quarterback. I don't know if he's still a great quarterback. You know, he's. Uh, I think he's past his prime. He's not as mobile in the pocket. But at the same time, you know, he's got a proven track record. He's got a lot of uh, camaraderie in the locker rooms. I think he's a good locker room guy. But, um, you know, I think now the way he handles the media, he, he kind of flips off on his decision, kind of, uh, kind of can affect a team's uh, morale, especially this late. You know, with the season quickly approaching, you got uh, camp coming soon. I just think that's uh, that that's a decision that he's going to have to uh, make and make that soon. You know. You think my Eagles going to win that division, Ryan, right? over the Cowboys? Well, Jim, you're not on the team. If you were on the team, it'd be different, baby. But, <laughs> I mean, if we had you on the line, it'd be a different story. But uh, I mean, I think the, the Eagles with Vic, I think they meshed well and uh, showed that they could contend last year. I mean. You know, they got the Chicago Bears too to compete with. But uh, well, there you, you go. Know. Go ahead. Let's talk about the Bears. Go ahead. You want to bring it up? I'm gonna go ahead with you. Go ahead. All right. Well, you know the Bears. Are, I mean, there's a lot of criticism last year. I mean, we made it deep into the playoffs for sure. But then we, uh, you know, there's some criticism about Cutler and, and his toughness. But you know, I guess in that last game we saw that we have some uh, some decent backups to run with. You know. Yeah, but you know, Bears they're gonna have to contend now. Back with Green Bay, this guy came on strong last at the end of the year, and then you got Minnesota with a new quarterback. So the Bears, I mean, Cutler, you know, he had, he lucked out that season, Ryan. You don't think so? Oh, absolutely. And you know, the Bears defense is where it's at. And that's starting to go down a little bit, you know. Erlacher getting a little bit older, you know, and I don't. Yeah, Erlacher had uh, had a couple injuries, set him back a little bit, but at the same time, I think, uh, you know, he's uh, going to come in focused and, uh, and ready to lead the defense. Because if you remember back in, I think it was 2006, when we made it to the uh, Super Bowl, it was all that defense. You're right. <laughs> Kevin Hester didn't hurt either, you know? That's how. Well, we're going to give you another team to talk about, Ryan, before we close, and then we're going to let the, the listeners tell a little bit more about itself. But what do you think of the Jets now? Getting all these guys. Do you think they can go back and win it? <laughs> Jess, um, you know, I like I like the kind of the underdog story and uh, 
couple of sound clips from <laughs> the, uh, their man over there. But uh, Jets got a lot of proof, though, um, in my opinion. You know, and I think so much of it is, uh, you know, we've uh, been out of touch since every uh, NFL conversation has been about the uh, the lockout. You know, so right. I'm gonna have to brush up on the Jets, make my fantasy picks, and then uh, then we'll talk further about that. But right now, I think. Um, they're obviously playoff contenders. Well, Ryan, we got two minutes left. Like I told everybody, you're going to be on the show. We're going to do a question and answer callers, so we're looking forward to that. But tell the listeners out there a little bit about yourself real quick, Ryan. You got a minute. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm from born and raised in Springfield, Illinois. I grew up playing sports, baseball, basketball, soccer, volleyball, everything. I uh, went to Eastern Illinois, did a little uh, did a little DJing out there, kind of brought that to Chicago. been in Chicago for the last six years. DJing, working also in the financial industry, and basically an intramural superstar. Volleyball, basketball, kickball, it's, uh, you know, not quite the professional level, but uh, pretty damn close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So basically, yeah, I just keep busy with that. Got a family up here and uh, couldn't be happier, you know? You know, I could be more happy. I know we've been missing each other and doing anything, but like you say, we're going to take this show to another level, and we're going to do great things with it, Ryan, and I'm great to have you and a part of it. And, we got, you know, I'm not going to agree with you every show now, so get ready. Please don't. I'm not going <laughs> to agree with you. You know, we are not here, it's not like that, but we'll see you on next week's show, Ryan, and um, great to have you on. All right, brother, man. Hey, stay cool out there, all right? All right. And this is James Lane. Like I said, I'd like to thank my guest, Theo Rally of the Lakers, and Ryan Cassell back in Chicago. And um, this is another show. And don't forget to thank my engineer, Matt. Matt, doing a great job. See you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.